You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform with clients in over 20 Broadway shows, the West End, stages across the globe, Australia, musical theater programs across the country, regional houses. Uh, We're your one-stop shop for all things fitness and theater. We are the bridge between fitness and theater. Our goal is to train actors like athletes, because that's what you are. Head to builtforthestage.com. You can be on your way to a one-week free trial working with me as your coach. No catch, no gimmicks. Uh, one week of free programming, free consulting, whatever you need. Hit us up, builtforthestage.com or at builtforthestage on the Insta. Speaking of Insta, speaking of all things social media, we have a social media star, guru, expert, extraordinaire on the show today. Um, obviously a singer and actress as well, a videographer, an amazing filmmaker, all the things. They also have a show coming up at 54 below on April the 25th, 9 30 PM Broadway leading ladies sing. I don't know a whole bunch of stuff with guests and, and other things. There's going to be impersonations, all kinds of fun stuff, I'm sure. So let's bring on uh, our guest. You're not here for me. You're here for the woman of the hour, or in this case, I guess, 30 minutes, which is usually how long our podcasts are. Please welcome to Built for the Stage podcast, Gabrielle Mariella. Thank you. You did you did a good job on the last name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I was practicing in my head. I didn't want to let down my Sicilian grandmother, so I tried my best. Very, very accurate. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Hi. What's up? Just here. And it's actually pretty not nice outside. Um, But hopefully, you know, when you're listening to this, whoever you are, hopefully it is nicer than it is today. Yeah. Uh, While we have everyone listening, since you're here and all, let's jump into a giveaway thing that I want to talk about real quick before anyone gets distracted. So focus in on this giveaway. If you want to attend Gabrielle's show at 54 Below. The link to this uh, show is in the description of this podcast. So simply go to the description, click the link, and you're going to purchase your ticket. Now, once you purchase your ticket, if it's a bar, if it's a ticket to one of the bar seats, I'm going to potentially pay for that ticket or pay it back. So here's how this is going to work. You're going to buy a ticket because Gabrielle is extremely talented and the show is going to be amazing. And then you're going to hit me up on the Insta at Bill for the Stage and send me a screenshot of your receipt. That's going to enter you to win your ticket back. So basically enter yourself into a drawing where three people will win their ticket back, a.k.a. me give you your money back. I'm also going to buy you a drink at the show because I'm going to be there with a couple of other friends from the Broadway industry. And I'm also going to give you one month free of coaching. All right, so I'll repeat it again. You're going to click the link in the description. You're going to buy, get your ass in a seat at Gabrielle's show. If it's a bar seat, you can screenshot it, send it to me, and it'll enter you into a drawing 
to uh, win your ticket back, a free month of coaching. And you're also going to get a drink on me. We're going to have drinks. We're going to listen to Gabrielle tear, tear down the house. It's going to be an amazing time. Y'all got it? Get it? Got it? Good. All right. Gabrielle. Yes. 54 below. First time mm-hmm. performing there. How'd this happen? Second time, 100th time. What's your history at 54 below? How'd this all happen? So I've never, I have performed at many a New York cabaret space, but never 54 below. Um, there's a nice siren in the background. That's cute. It's okay. It's New York living. It's also podcasting. Like no one, no one's like polished anymore. It's like, Hey, there's a kid screaming in their living room behind them. A guy, a guy gets up and his pants aren't on and he forgot. And you know, it's all that kind of stuff. Great. Um, none of that. Hopefully can't promise. But so basically what happened was I have never performed at 54 Below. Um, and I had posted a, well, a bunch of videos, but one particular video, um, I posted it first on TikTok. Basically, I kind of test out my videos on TikTok. And then if they do well, I post them on Instagram. Um, so I posted a video first to TikTok. And let then me, let me pause. Why yeah. is that? Why do you value Instagram more than TikTok? Well, because TikTok, I, you know, sort of built from scratch, right? So I have a lot more followers on TikTok than Instagram, but there's just random people I don't know. So it feels like the stakes are a little higher on Instagram because those are actual people that I know. (laughs) Don't know and don't care if they necessarily don't love what you're doing. That's not true. I just feel like you can, you know, there's, it's on TikTok, it's, it's, um, it's more common on TikTok to just put out, you know, a lot of videos. Whereas like Instagram, I feel like you wouldn't be posting a video every day. But TikTok, it's more common to be posting a video every day. Um, mm. you Unless know, you talk to Gary Vee and then you're posting four times a day on all social pr- platforms. Right. So I post more frequently on TikTok than I do on Instagram um, just because I felt like, you know, if you're going to TikTok, you're going there to see videos. Whereas like Instagram, you might not want to, you know, have this in your feed every day. Um, so I had posted on TikTok, did really well. And then I posted it on Instagram and people seemed to really like it. It was a moments in the woods, like an into the woods, you know, impression real, um, that a lot of people saw. And then Jennifer from 54 below reached out and was just like, Hey, would you like to do a solo show? And I said, yes, because I've never done, I've, you know, performed in a lot of uh, cabarets, but never a solo show before. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how it happened. Not you that exciting. Je- you but. knew Jennifer, Jennifer was following you. Jennifer had this like mm. forwarded on to her. How'd it happen? Um, unclear. I, I don't, oh. I don't know her, um, but she slid into my emails, slid into my emails. Mm. Um, actually, no, did she slip? Mm, yeah, it was an email. Um, but yeah, no, I've never met her. I'm sure she's lovely, but yeah. um, yeah, that's how it happened. All right, cool. So everyone that's listening, we're gonna get into what we can look forward to from the show, but we're after that gonna talk to Gabrielle a bit about her opinions on how to build out a successful social media channel as she's been doing. And then afterwards, we're gonna jump into some like videography stuff that she's also a master at. So if that is something that's intriguing to you, this is the episode for you. All right. So this show is going to have stuff that you do on your TikTok and your Instagram. Yeah. 
Yes. Any, anything else? Or is this like, that's the theme of the show? So the show is going to, if you've seen any of my Instagrams or TikToks, basically what I'll do is I will take a song and I will sing it um, as a bunch of different people um, doing impressions of them. So I'll take, let's just say Defying Gravity, and I will sing that as, you know, 12 different people just, you know, switching between them very fast. Um, I will be doing that live at my show. Um, that will not be everything at the show though, because it is, if every song was that, I think it would probably get a little old. And also I can't do that. That would be so hard if I did like 11 songs, um, as like 75 people. Um, so that will be, um, some of the material. And then I'll be doing some of the songs as myself. I will be singing with some guests. Um, there's going to be some audience participation. I don't know how people feel about that, but, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. So you can look forward to impressions. You can look forward to songs, you know, songs you don't know. I am having, um, two guests that I'll be singing duets with who are very talented. Um, and it's going to be a fun night and you're going to have a drink. What are you looking forward to the most? Oh, um, I guess I'm looking forward to, you know, it's rare that you get the opportunity to just say, can I curse on this podcast? Okay. Um, I was like, I don't know. Um, it's rare that you get the opportunity to just really like sing whatever the fuck you want. You know, like I was like, Oh, I, I have to make the set list. I, I could choose any song on the planet. Um, which actually was very hard because you, when you, you know, normally there's, you have to stick to a, you know, a certain artist or a, a theme and there is a theme, but obviously, you know, so I'm looking forward to just singing what I like to sing and, you know, making people laugh and entertaining people. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited about it. When did you start making people laugh and when did you start in realizing you enjoyed it? Well, um, I think I've always tried to entertain people like as a little kid. Um, but I, I mean, I started, I mean, do you want the story of like the impression story? Is that what? That's, that's, we're here for all the stories. Okay. So when I was younger, I would like sit in front of the TV and repeat stuff over and over and over and over again until I would get it to sound exactly like the TV. So normally it was like a commercial and I would sit there and when the commercial was over, I would just keep saying the same sentence over and over. My mom was like, what are you doing? Um, but I would do it until I, I got it to sound exactly like it. Cause I just loved imitating stuff. And, um, so I've always been, you know, really good at, at imitating people and imitating things. And then when I was in college, um, a lot of times the feedback that I would get just by not even trying was like, oh, like you, you kind of like seem like a young, like Edina Menzel. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, I've listened to her obviously so many times over and over again, you know, growing up like the Wicked cast recording, just like on repeat. Um, so then I started doing just for fun, like a, you know, Edina impression and it was just a joke. Um, and then COVID happened. And of course I was, you know, bored and had no opportunities in any of my jobs, you know, like theater shut down. Nobody needs a video. I can't really go anywhere. I'm like, every job I've ever had is now gone. So what do I do? Um, so I downloaded TikTok, you know, as the kids do. And I, at that point, I guess it was late 
2020. Um, and I was driver's license had been really popular. And I just, you know, a lot of people on TikTok were doing impressions. And I was like, what if I just do like Idina Menzel singing TikTok? I mean, singing driver's license, Idina Menzel singing driver's license. And I just did the song, you know, just like a small 60 seconds of me pretending to be her. Got a lot of views. People were loving it. And I was like, oh, people really like it. And then a lot of people were like, could you do, you know, Leah Michelle? Because I get a lot of people who often think that I look like her. So I said, okay, great. I'll try. I've never tried to, but, you know, obviously I've seen Glee, you know, a hundred times. So I did Rachel Berry. I said Rachel Berry because really the impression is really of Rachel Berry. Um, just like a very exaggerated version of that doing driver's license. And that video then got like 2 million views. And as a person who had two TikToks, like those are my only videos. I just yeah, downloaded I was, it. Sorry to interrupt you, but that's what I was going to ask you is like that one that got a ton of views, the original Dina Menzel one. Had you had a foundation? Or no, what I had, that was my first video. And then my second video was the, the Rachel Berry one, which then got like 2 million views. So I had no... What a start for you. Just I know. I was boom, like, right great. This, is, this TikTok thing's so easy. <laughs> That's literally what I what I thought. I was like, this is easy. Like, yeah, I got two videos. Get, obviously, it, it turns out it's not, you know, as easy as it seemed. But that kind of just hit the algorithm, I guess, in the right way. Because there's this whole, like, glee talk is a whole thing that I didn't even know about. I, like, opened some kind of Pandora's box on that one. Um, but then you know, it was very overwhelming kind of because I had all, I had millions of views and like a hundred thousand people commenting and saying all this stuff. And I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. And I made like a couple of more, you know, random videos. And then I just completely stopped because I was like, this is not, you know, really sustainable. I don't have time to be doing this. Now I feel pressured to be making these videos for people. And I, I was like, this is just not what I, you know, need to be doing. So I just deleted it and stopped making the videos. And then um, fast forward like a year and a half, I was like, you know what? I should start making content again just because I felt the need to. But I was like, you know, instead of doing one person singing a song, why don't I pick a song and do, you know, just do a bunch of people in one song and 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 switch, you know, right between them. Um, and then I started doing those, and then those, you know, seemed to be even more um popular. And I I didn't really have any other people that I did impressions of regularly, right? Like Idina, sure, that was a person that I would just always do. Okay, now I could kind of do Rachel Berry, cool. I needed to obviously try and learn a bunch of other ones. So I just sat in front of my computer for hours and would watch, you know, every YouTube video of like, you know, Jen Colella singing anything. And obviously I've listened to Jen Colella, you know, so many times, but I was like, now I'm going to actually watch her. Like I'm studying her and her mouth and all the things that she does. And, you know, so I just picked a bunch of people that I thought I could kind of do. Um, and there are some people that people request that I'm like, I would need a lot of time to, you know, kind of really master their sound. Cause some people, you know, the way that they sing is just so different from me that I, it's, it's tough, but, um, yeah. So I sat down and kind of just tried to, learn as best as I could and would repeat and listen to their vowel sounds and just do it over and over and over again. And then that first video that I did of all the women took me such a long time to practice and like, How you know, long? um, I mean, 
I don't even know, like cumulatively of all the time it took me to learn all those people and then practice it and then decide what parts they're going to sing. I don't know, like three weeks, like a long, like long. And then the actual- For a 60 second video. Yes. For like, yeah, it was like 60 seconds. Um, So that took a a super long time. Um, Obviously the actual making of it sure didn't take that long, but the prep and figuring out all the people that took a really long time. No, yeah, I just want to highlight it because like we as the consumers are only seeing the finished products and you're like, oh, wow, this girl had to work three weeks on this. (laughs) Yes. And that is the thing is like you're working a really long time for a piece of content that is 60 to now, you know, 90 seconds. Um, But then once I did that and once I've kind of not mastered, of course, because I always am going back and listening to people and being like, oh, like that sounds not like quite right. But um, once I've sort of, you know, have gotten comfortable with some of them, I'm like, okay, here I could do this person and here I'll do that person. So it gets a little bit easier. But then there's a challenge of like, well, people want different people. Now I have to learn more. And it's like, there's just endless, you know, and I get like requests from people and what, how do you how do you value one request over the other? Is it purely based off of if you're getting one multiple times over and over again, or ones that intrigue you that you are have like passion about? Or well, how do you, how do you so the way that I go ahead and pick people to do impressions of is one, they have to be a notable person, right? If it's an impression of someone nobody knows, we don't care. Two, they really have to have a unique voice. Like there are so many people out there that are amazing performers, but there isn't a quality to their voice that I can mimic. Like their voice is distinct, but it's not distinct enough for me to have something to mimic and kind of really pick out. So there's people that like, I'll get requests for certain people and I just won't do it because I know that there's nothing in their voice I could really mimic that well. Um, If I get multiple requests, yes, there have been people that I've gotten multiple requests for and then I will do it. There's been people that I get multiple requests for that I'm like, I maybe could do it, but it would take me again, like three weeks to just try and get this one person down. Um, Have you done Celine Dion yet? So the thing about Celine Dion, I have, okay. So yes, I have, I haven't put her in a video yet, but the thing is when you actually kind of listen, her and Cher sometimes sound a little bit too close for my comfort. Obviously, yes. If you're listening to a Celine song, like, you know that it's Celine, but doing an impression they're a little bit um, close. So I'm trying to, we're trying to, to really master it before we put it out there. Um, but, but as a pop person, yes, that is definitely one of the people that I'm like, oh yeah. But it also kind of feels like low hanging fruit. Like it's not that hard to do a late impression. Um, but I haven't, I haven't put her in there yet. I want to, pu- I want to push back though, because we are all mere mortals and we never could do that. So I know for you, you're like, oh yeah, I've been, you know, at six years old repeating everything I ever heard on the TV. This is easy. But for us, I still would find it impressive. I'd be like, oh shit. Yeah. That's Celine Dion. Well, and that's, that's what I realized. So I, when I, before I put out the first video, I was so nervous because I was like, if these aren't good, like if people don't think they're good, then I just spent all this time. And I, you know, was I was very sure that the feedback was going to be like, this doesn't sound like this isn't good. And then it was, you know, very much the opposite, um, which was surprising because sometimes I just don't, you know, know what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it sounds like them. But then other times I'm like, does it? And I'm like, yeah, you can't sound exactly like them. Like you obviously can't, you know, actually have their voice. But um, 
yeah, I will take some people. If they give me a good request, sometimes people request people that I just like, it just, you know, I didn't think of it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't think of doing that person. Um, so yeah. And then I've had some people, you know, straight up ask me to, uh, do an impression of them. Um, which <laughs> is, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I could try. Um, but again, yeah, it has to be, it has to be, typically I try to do impressions of people that sing in a similar way to the way that I do, um, ish, just cause that's, you know, easiest. And if they sing totally different, that's okay, but it's got to have a sound that I can really mimic. Otherwise it's just, it's too uh, hard. All right. So let's jump into the specificity of like building out a page. So whether that's still sticking to what you're doing specifically or for our listeners out there, like I want to get 2 million views on my TikTok video, or I want to build out a well-followed Instagram page. What's your, like, let's, I didn't prepare you for this. So everyone I'm putting you, I'm putting Gabrielle (laughs) on the spot. What's like your top three to five pillars on like what you need to focus on checking those boxes to make sure you have a chance at success. Yeah. Well, from what I've learned, um, and now I've learned quite a bit because, you know, before I wasn't really ever trying to, you know, I was making content just like everybody else, posting a picture, posting your, you know, self tape, whatever you were doing. Um, so a couple of things I've learned. Number one, all of the videos, well, actually I'll preface with this. You cannot ever, you can't make viral happen. You can't do it. Like you will never know if a video is going to go viral. You can set yourself up for success and say, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and I will tell you those things that will hopefully, you know, increase uh, views and engagement and all that stuff. But having a video go viral is kind of like you could do all of those things and it could just not hit, you know, the algorithm in the right way. And so you can't make viral happen. That's something that it just will happen and you have some control over it, but not a lot. That's what I've learned. It's hard to like, you know, repeat. repeat, you know, uh, a large amount of, of success. But the things you can do that will set you up for hopefully a lot of views and engagement is number one, trying to put together multiple elements that include something that is very hot right now, right? So for example, I chose driver's license. I could have done Idina Menzel singing, you know, I don't know, whatever, a random song, but I chose a song that was at that time very, very popular. Um, so people were already thinking of the song. They want to watch it. Um, it's, you know, high up in the algorithm at that point. Great. So that's already like a, a, a current event. So depending on what kind of content you make, making something that is, you know, in the zeitgeist, as they say. Um, and if you can add your little spin to that, so taking whatever is current, whatever is is popular right now, and then adding whatever service you provide to that will help you. That's the second thing is making sure that you are providing a service. And a service doesn't actually mean a service, but it means why would someone want to follow your page? So what are you offering to them? So, okay, if someone decides I'm going to follow this person, hopefully they are seeing, great, this girl has these funny videos and I like, you know, theater content. I like impressions. I'm going to follow her. And in return, I'm going to get that. It doesn't mean all your content has to be that. I'm not going to make every piece of content I put out, you know, an impression reel, but people are going to know kind of what's in the realm of what they're going to get. So you have to offer a service. So if you, you know, and it just depends on what you do, but yeah, if you are, um, you know, a personal trainer, 
you know, what are you, why would, why would I want to, you know, follow? No, no one wants to see seven days worth of my dog. Correct. And again, this is only if you're actually trying to, you know, gain a, a yeah, yeah, this is, this is, the, this is, yeah, this is the topic. We're not, th- these questions to you are not for the person that's just like, I want my family to stay in touch with me. Yeah. Like, no. If you want to use Instagram in that way, that's totally valid. And I support that. Um, so yeah, definitely yeah. offering a service. And then I think number three is, I mean, this seems very obvious, but making sure that the content that you're putting out you do have to, you know, put time into it. Like content that people make, and this is more popular on TikTok, right? You'll have creators who have millions of followers and some of their videos are just, you know, something they made in like five minutes that gets not even a lot of views because it was just, they're just making content for the sake of content and just putting it out there, which is important to be making regular content. But I think to really retain uh, followers and to have engagement, taking time and putting into your content and planning it out not just doing, you know, a get ready with me. Like most people don't really care about the get ready with me, to be honest. Some people do, depending on what you're doing, but do, you know, think about it, put thought into it. And even if it takes a week, it's probably going to pay off more than like, all right, you know, I'm going to put 30 minutes into this. And so I think a lot of people maybe don't know how much time people are putting into videos, which often, you know, maybe it's not a week, but it's hours. And so, you know, I think dedicating time it's good if you can plan a day to just say, I'm going to knock out all these videos. And then you have a bunch of videos already in, you know, in the can that you can then, um, you know, release on a schedule. So you're not having to, you know, say every single day I have to spend hours. No, you can film it all one day and then just put it out there. Um, I guess that's all I would say. And then I'd also say like, don't, I've learned and maybe this is just me, but I don't really get obsessed with when you, it's, it's almost like a, a drug. It's very addictive when you first put out a video to be like, let me see like all the likes and the view and you're just watching it. And it's, it's cool. It's exciting. But I think it, you could also sit there for three hours watching your video get engagement and it's like, wow, I'm wasting my time. So I would just say, make your video, look at the analytics and see, you know, that's really good information to see, um, who your audience is and and what they like, but also it's your page. And if this isn't your, you know, your main thing, like don't um, set it and forget it. Make the video, put the effort into it, but don't be obsessed with it because it's, you know, it's Instagram. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just, yeah, I got you. It's not, it's quote unquote, not real life. It's not real life. And it can, it can get you real things, but don't become like, you know, yeah, yeah, true. too obsessed with it. All right, let's round the corner with your pers- your like whole other gig as a videographer, a filmmaker, an editor. When did this happen? Um, was it while you were like doing impersonations in front of the TV, like with your, you know, as a kid, like on the side? You first you do your you do your repeats of like Looney Tunes and the commercials and all that, uh-huh. and then and then you'd like get out your Maybe uh, depending on how old you are, like a some type of video camera yes. thing. So I'm not that old, hopefully. I mean, I guess depending on who's watching this. But when I was nine, I had a um, Panasonic. It was like a mini DV, like little camcorder. And so it wasn't, it was like a tape, but it was a kind of tape that then you could, I forgot how I got it into a computer and like download those videos. But anyway, it was a camcorder. 
and I bought it with my own money at that point. It was like the big thing that I was going to buy. And I would make, as many people have done, ridiculous little, you know, movies and skits with my friends. And I, you know, we would write little script and music videos. I've watched them. I still have the camera and it is very embarrassing. Um, but I would make all kinds of movies. Um, and I guess, you know, that's kind of when I started doing that. But when I really started doing video stuff, uh, professionally was about like senior year of college. Um, I, wanted to make content for myself, just filming myself for my own website. At that time, really, there was no service offering that. And again, I was just sort of like, all right, I'm going to just buy a camera, not the Panasonic, you know, at that point, um, that would not be good quality, but I'm going to buy a camera. I'm going to get a microphone. I was good at sound recording. I had learned how to do, you know, sound mixing kind of, I guess, in college. Um, I'm just going to buy it. I'm going to make the videos myself. And I would, I'd record myself and then I would, you know, post them. And people were like, who did this video for you? And I would tell them that I did it. And they would say, oh, could you make me one? And then I saw that a lot of people wanted these videos. Um, so then I started making them for my friends and I would charge them, you know, at that point, not a lot of money, but uh, I was just sort of, I was like, oh, okay, this could be a business. So then when I graduated college, I was like, great. This could be my, you know, side hustle while I audition and stuff, so I don't, you know, have to work at XYZ, which I did, you know, wind up, of course, having um, other part-time jobs. But I started doing it as a business, and it started with just recording other actors, doing self-tapes, doing, like, music video type stuff. And then it really, um, it kind of has has blown up into a lot more than that. So obviously during COVID, that's kind of when I had stopped doing, you know, self-tapes for obvious reasons, because no one, you know, needed them, um, and really started to just film content for a lot of other clients. So now most of the stuff I do, I still do a lot of music videos, but just on a larger, you know, scale. Um, I do like documentary style stuff and TV stuff and corporate stuff. Really, I kind of just do it all. If someone, you know, comes to me and says, hey, I want this filmed, I'm usually down for it. Um, but mostly stuff that centers music or theater is kind of where my, um, my focus is. Um, so yeah. Nice. If you want to see Gabrielle's work, you can check out her website, which is also in the description of this episode. And if you have things that you need filmed or projects that you want to talk to her about, you can get her contact from the website and reach out. Um, let's do a hot seat and then we'll let you go. So BFTS hot seat, um let's uh let's let's be like let's do this one little theme music going on here mm. with this hot seat all right so question number one if you had to choose between dogs or cats mm-hmm. what do you choose dogs easy right very simple uh burgers or pizza 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 or donuts donuts i love donuts yeah. Donuts or ice cream? Donuts. <laughs> we're on this. We're on the same level. I'm a donut addict. All right. Um, Lady Gaga or Beyonce? Oh, tough. I'm probably gonna get murdered for that, but uh, Gaga. Gaga or Rihanna? Gaga. 
Frank Sinatra or Tony Bennett? Frank Sinatra. Fred Astaire or Gene Kelly? Uh, Fred Astaire. Oklahoma or Carousel? Carousel. What's your favorite musical? Oh, God, I hate that question because I don't know. Um, What's your favorite musical today? My favorite musical today? In this very moment. Oh, man, I don't know. And I, I like, start to sweat. Like, the next minute, though, you could always change oh, your mind. Man. So in this very moment, what is it? In this very moment. Um, probably in this very moment. First thing that uh, pops in your head. Sunday, Sunday in the park. Okay, beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so that, that answers your favorite. Yeah, got it. All right, last question. Uh, if you could be any place at any time, where would you be? So you have a time machine, basically. And you can be in the future or the past and any location. Oh, man. That's a really great question. Um, any place, any time. Um, I have no idea, but um, I don't know. Maybe like I always want to say like the 40s, but then I realized like the 40s was like pretty bad time so maybe not it seems glamorous but i feel like it wasn't um fair fair i don't know maybe i would transport myself back in time like i would transport myself back in time pre-covid and warn everybody (laughs) (laughs) about covid which i don't think anyone would listen um yeah like a back to the future type situation yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh uh-huh all right there you go you're off the hot seat yeah that was very stressful and i might no. i might change my mind about beyonce versus gaga it's tough that really is like album by album yeah I, i'm i'm setting you up for failure either uh, way that's tough setting you up for failure yeah um all right so let's round this up everyone don't forget about 54 below gabrielle will be there performing april the 25th 9 30 p.m buy your tickets screen screenshot your tickets dm it to me at bill for the stage I'll put you into a drawing where three people will win their money back for the ticket, a free drink from me with my buddies that will be there, and also one free month of coaching. So go to the website. It's in the description of this episode. Get your ass a ticket and be in one of those seats. I'll see you there. And, yeah, maybe you'll be one of the winners. Gabrielle, thanks so much. All right. Talk to you later. And, um We're going to ask Gabrielle to stick around for after the recording because I'm going to talk to her about her uh, filmmaking services. So don't forget about checking out her website as well in the description of this episode. All right. Bye. All right, everyone. Gabrielle Mariella. You can check her out again. 9.30 p.m. April the 25th, 54 below. I'm Joe Roscoe with Bill for the Stage. If you want to try that free trial, Go to billforthestage.com. You can schedule it right then and there. We'll be on our way to working together on an online interactive fitness app. So anywhere in the world, no matter where you're located, we'll be here for you. All right. Until next time. Later. Hey, 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 